Hello, everyone. You're listening to Ballard Radio, live from sunny Los Angeles. My name is Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by my neighbor, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? I completely forgot we were neighbors. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's going to happen here in the next week. By the way, I'm loving the new L.A. studio. My Lord, I feel so kind of at home with my bouginess over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Ballard Block West. And <laughs> in the West Campus, we have a, a kitchen here. That only serves enchiladas. Uh, no test, no tostadas, though. Uh, we have sparkling water on tap fr- right from the water fountain. Uh, we only have one bathroom, though, and that's outside. And that's So we kind of got skimped on the bathroom, but the rest of it's good. I only drink the bottles of Fiji that they provide us because, you know, I'm a Fiji guy. Yeah. You're, you're more of that tap water type of individual. I'm a, I'm a Brita filter man. Dude, Fiji comes from the waters of Fiji. You think so? No, it comes from like the waters of Wisconsin or something. It's like the craziest thing. Uh, I bet it's probably from like Dallas. I think it's Florida. We're going to have to look that up now. Yeah, it's something something weird that you wouldn't expect, but it's certainly not Fiji. It's kind of disappointing. It's a cute water bottle, though. A little flower inside of it. Dude, it's very adorable. I don't know. You don't have a better product than looking at that. Well, and I mean, I think you can like say you got water from any location and it would just make more money, you know? Like, I think if you say like this water's from uh, Tasmania, I'm drinking that water instead of Ozarka or the one water I won't drink though is Arrowhead because they sponsor the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And you have to have at least like one principle in your life. And that's kind of like the only one for me. I don't know if I would ever drink just like any type of name plus the water. Tasmanian water? Tasmanian water. What are you going to do? Like the Poolander Weed Eater? Water? I yeah, don't know. The Belk Bowl, the Belk Bowl water. The Bell Bowl water? Yeah, the Cheese It Bowl water. What about the Paris water? You gonna drink the Paris water? Um, eh, maybe. What about the Mexico water? You gonna drink the Mexico water? Uh, maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> I wanna right. go to Paris really bad, but like not get a hotel and just sleep in the streets for like five days. People do that all the time. Yeah, but so people that live there and then are homeless. Yeah, I don't think like, if you're a tourist you're supposed to be doing that. And only only no pastries, no food, just only coffee and cigarettes. And maybe a glass of wine and just sleep in the streets. You would look disgusting after a certain amount of days just doing that. Your body would like deteriorate and start eating itself if you start pulling that out in Paris. Well, that's, you know, maybe... Uh, By the way, Paris is like where you go to... Isn't it like what they call like the country of love or whatever? So you're going to go not to look for a lady, look for love. You're going specifically to drink coffee and to smoke cigarettes and a... Uh, Live on the street. Yeah, exactly. Not even in a hostel. But, like, I'll sit cross-legged by the river and, like, read and just, you know, I stuff like that. I don't know how that makes sense. I think it would have been better if you said that you were going to be a painter. I can't paint, though. Oh. I can sketch, I guess. I, okay. can, I draw just as well as I drew when I was, like, 10 years old. Like, my art style hasn't changed. By the way, I think you need to tell the audience about the picture that I received on New Year's about you passed out in a kitchen. Uh, that didn't happen. That was somebody else. Um, that was I don't. Nobody's as big as you. That's impossible. That's kind of an iconic photograph, though. I'm proud of that. one. Actually, it's, it's a really <laughs> good one. What I love though is that Colton's in the message. Yeah. What? What about it? This is an old photo. Who cares? No, Colton. This happened last night. Yeah, I know. It happened last year. Colton. It happened last night. Oh. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was laughing really hard that entire morning with those messages. Uh, but that doesn't matter because it's a new year. <laughs> it's a new me. I'm living. I'm laughing. That I'm happened loving. two days ago. <laughs> Still a new year. And I'm ready for 2019. I'm ready for the NFL playoffs. Uh, that's the only thing that matters. So this week we have the wild card round. We have the Texans playing the Colts tomorrow at 3.30. The Seahawks are playing the Cowboys at 7.15. Then on Sunday at 12 o'clock, 
We have the Chargers having to ba- heading to Baltimore. And then at 3.30, we have the Eagles playing the Bears. Man, I'm good. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So, but before we start with that, uh, a lot of coaches were fired. Oh, my God. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Jets, the Cardinals, the Broncos, and the Dolphins all need a quarterback. If you weren't you, if you were somebody much better, uh, much cooler, much more accomplished, and you could be an NFL head coach, and you could pick any job of the litter, which one would you pick? Cleveland. It's not even close. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I feel like that one's games. the easiest one. Yeah, like, do you want to win football games? Yeah. Be a hero? Exactly. Okay, so let me ask you this, though, kind of reverse. Not to say, like, which one would you go with? Who do you think it was unfair to fire out of all of them? Uh, Marvin Lewis. He needed more time. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, that's you for know who sure. the Bengals are going to hire to be their head coach? Dude, I said this last no, week. No, no, it's, it's not. It's me, Marvis Lewin. This is going to be their next head coach. <laughs> Man, you just you're keep me, you make me think of The Office every single time. Who did Dwight dress up whenever he said he couldn't interview the, for the job, but he put face wrap all over him saying he was burned head to toe and he couldn't speak English? Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> that's what Marvin Lewis is going to do. But we all know Hugh Jackson's going to be the next head coach. Probably so. Which oh, is, my I mean, God. Like, it's sad because I liked watching the Bengals play football, but, you know, goodbye, Cincinnati. I'll see you in a different life. I'm not watching the Bengals game. As long as Hugh Jackson's coaching that team, I'm not watching them. What do you what, you see? That's the whole thing with you. You only enjoyed watching them because you said their cats meow. Like, that is your reaction <laughs> to the Bengals every single it's, time. It's just very funny. Uh, but I, if I pick a, a play, like, if I wanted a party, I would coach in Tampa because you have at least three years there. You can try to make Winston work. Like, just try to teach him not to turn the ball over 21 times in a season. And then if you can teach him how to do that, be like, hey, there's a little bit of cooking. It's not that hard to improve a defense in the offseason. And then if Winston is bad again, you got at least two more years with another. You draft a quarterback, you had him for a year, you got one more year the next year. You're looking at at least three deals, three years if you stay in Tampa. And three years of partying in Florida sounds like a good time. I don't think I'd be putting up with Jameis though, especially with eating the W nonsense. I'm it's not still, dealing with that. I'm like, I'm not dealing with because by the way, Jameis isn't gonna pick it up. I'm sorry, but Jameis, if you gave him a book, could not read it. Maybe he would. Ha- it would have to have pictures so that he could understand what is going on. Because otherwise, well, if maybe, it's just maybe words, everybody learns and, and understands things different ways. So maybe that's what he needs. Like Matthew, you just teach him. Matthew, you're different. making an excuse for the man not being able to read. I think he can read all right. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, all right. So, what job would you not take? Uh, I probably Green Bay. I would not want to coach Aaron Rodgers at all. See, and that's and like what he's I said, thirty. Though. He's thirty six. His cap hit is enormous. Uh, like the defense is like the secondary is bad, but the front seven's good. And then you have a great offensive line always, even though they're injured a bunch. You have a rushing attack. Like I mean, they, they should make the playoffs next year. I, I just everything I read about Rodgers, I just don't want to deal with him. It's and you know what? I had an argument with the guy at work the other day too because he was making excuses. And here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers is great, but do people like playing with Aaron Rodgers? Do people like dealing with Aaron Rodgers? Like, is he a great teammate? Is he even a leader? I don't think he's any of that. So even if you're just a regular guy, you're having to listen to somebody who's not really going to work with you and is just going to demand that you're in this certain spot that he puts the football automatically. Yeah, I mean, I think his offensive linemen like him. I think his receivers like him. Like, Jordan Nelson was sad he didn't stay. But, like, I guess that's maybe it. I Every like tight end they've, they've brought there has been bad there, too. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the only person that does like him as well is Devontae. And other than that, are, do they really like him? Especially all the young guys. Man, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Talk about douche. Mm. Man, I love the way that sounds with my douche. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> like, it's too much in my brain. 
Uh, so last week, week 17, do you have any quick thoughts or anything important that you want to go over? No, not really. Just, you know, Dak Prescott's the greatest thing anyone's ever seen. I'm so, glad. yeah, don't worry. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, I have two things. One, Teddy Bridgewater, franchise quarterback. By the way, people say that he didn't look very oh, good. I watched so half of it. No, I watched he half. He didn't really so do anything. What are you talking I'm about? Constantly evading the rush, putting the ball in a spot where only his receiver can get it. What is with you? Throwing and with perfect touch. Like, even whenever like his toss plays, he leads the running back every time on a toss, which helps, cre- helps lead to the running back creating extra yards. By him tossing the football. That's how good Matt, he is. Matt, I'm going to make you the worst fan ever right now. If the Texans had a chance, would you start Teddy over Deshaun? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Deshaun's you, so good. You know what? You saved yourself a little bit there. And no, Deshaun's so good. Like, there's no there's no questioning it. But Teddy Bridgewater, franchise quarterback. Also, I'm so glad the Bears actually took it to the Vikings. And watching Kirk Cousins have less than 100 yards in the fourth quarter of elimination game and just constantly throw the ball short of the first down marker over and over again. And complain about the pass protection. Dude, and him and Thielen hate each other. Oh yeah, it was it was beautiful. It's everything that we needed to see since he failed to throw for like four yards an attempt against the Patriots. Like he's Brock Osweiler. He's just slightly better and just more. Well, I guess he's he's about the same, but he's all purely guaranteed. They're stuck with him for two years. I mean, you got one year already down in the eighty-four million, and you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, That's just insane. And the thing is, too, for Cousins, when you get paid that much money. You have to be good, even if the pass you have to be isn't that good. Like no matter what, if You're you are being too much. exactly, if you are, that's why I argue about with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Though, it's okay, fine, he's good, but he still has to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, but he's getting what do you get paid? Forty one million dollars or something like that this year? Maybe his cap is that much, but you have like your base salary. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I mean, I, I, he I, was hurt to start the year too, though. And then, man, I'm sorry, but if you get paid that much, I just can't. That's the Seattle game is what killed them. That close Seattle game they lost because McCarthy punted on fourth and four, and they never got the ball back. Don't give Aaron Rodgers an out. They lost because Aaron Rodgers is douche. No, he's fine. I don't douche. Know. I don't know him well enough. I, I can't speak for his character. I talk to him on weekends. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but, only, but only in California, right? Yeah, dude. Only in this beautiful L.A. weather. Yeah. Am I right? Make the trek up to Berkeley where he's at his old, old college sometimes. Dude, I'm only going to be hanging out at the beach because I'm one of those surfer bros. I'm going to dye my hair blonde, get a nose ring, get a tattoo of a cactus, One, wait, wear a beanie and a wait, tank Wait, why top. did they get a tattoo of a cactus? I thought they get like a tattoo of like a sunset. Or mm, that's what I'm going to do. Or a bear. I'm just going to get a sunset all across my chest. Oh. Yeah, just one big sunset going down. Or maybe get like a nipple tattoo, your left nipple's the sun, your right nipple's the moon. What if I did a sunset across my chest and then it goes down into the moon, which is my belly button? That's fine. Would that work? Or that be the horizon, like the ocean? Like your belly's those. I really want my belly to be a moon, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You wait to think about this one more. <laughs> we'll draw it out. Yeah, maybe you just spin around circles. So last week for our picks, I went three and two. I'm 32 and 21. You went four and one. You're 29, 24. We picked five games last week because of the we did both. We double headed the AFC South. Yeah, I'm better than you. Uh, last week you did slightly better than me. Yeah, I'm better. The one game looking back was pretty funny was that the Steelers only won by three points and they were 16 and a half point favorites and had to win that game. <laughs> only won by three points and uh, everything's in total disarray there. Yeah, but that's Antonio Brown nonsense going on because he did not play at all. By the way, what would you do with him? Because Mike Tomlin apparently is not going to be fired. Yeah, so they don't fire anybody there. Uh, what do you do with Antonio if you're I them? I keep him. He's really good. You keep him still? You're going to put up with that? I don't know what it's actually like there, though. 
I bet it's I bet he doesn't listen to you at all. You have a guy that just it goes in one ear and out the other. Man, I would not put up with him at all. I don't I don't know. I have like I don't read a lot of the stories about like what's going on in the locker room. Dude, I read drama. You read the drama? Dude, I'm drama. TNT baby. Mm. Thursday you, night. I, we know drama. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Thank you. I would laugh, but I'm dead inside. <laughs> Uh, so the first game we're going to talk about tonight is the first game tomorrow at Saturday coming at you fast. I know. The Colts are going to Houston. The Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Saturday, 335. Uh, so I got, I got two big numbers for you. What do you got? Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in the last month of the season. Watson, a 73% completion percentage, 1,134 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He took 21 sacks. DeAndre Hopkins, 35 catches and 49 targets, both lead the le- both led the league, a 71.4% uh, catch percentage, 457 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 26 first downs. The player with the second most amount of first downs was Julio Jones with 18. And so playing against teams that could actually throw the ball against the Texans, they're actually having to score points and do something about it. And by having to play more aggressively and kind of in a desperate fashion in a lot of ways, the Texans offense can actually do something more than score 22 points. It's amazing. Uh, what a novel concept when you have DeAndre Hopkins, the most skillful receiver in football, and Deshaun Watkins, Deshaun Watson. I'm so mad at CBS still to this day. I keep screwing I it up. I can't believe you always say Watkins. It's insane. I blame Adam Archuleta. I have a vendetta for him. If I ever see him, I'm going to really uh, give him a piece of my mind. But He'll take it. Yeah, he'll probably just beat me up, to be honest with you. But uh, anyways, they both have been really spectacular. And... Six weeks ago, I would have said the Texans are going to lose this game by 13 points, 17 points. But now, after the offense can play, and hopefully Bill O'Brien has realized the way they, they can play uh, this way, hopefully he's super aggressive. He comes out throwing the ball downfield, does a lot of things to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, takes advantage of the cover three and cover four. The Colts are going to run. Uh, use, the, use the amount of attention that Hopkins draws to get DeAndre Carter open, their tight ends open, those sorts of things. Uses Watson as a runner a whole lot and then actually tries to score 37 points, 31 points, 34 points, or whatever, because it's probably going to take a high number in the 30s, uh, or it's going to take about 30 points at least for the Texans to have, to have a chance to beat the Colts, because the Colts are going to score points against Houston. You know, this was kind of the game I wanted to show everybody that you're the worst fan ever, because going into this game, you were kind of so against this playing this team. You were fearing the Colts. So now that you have them in the first round, don't you look at me I like that. I would say, say fear. It was fear. I asked you straight up. I go, if you play this team in the playoffs, are you going to win? You were like, no, we don't stand a chance. Yeah, but that's, not, our, that's not fear. Our secondary is so bad. We're not going to be able to keep up with them. I feel like fear, that's what you sounded like. But I feel like fear in a sports uh, context has to have like some sort of confidence. I just didn't like have. I just didn't think they could be a team that could throw the football. And they kind of did. You know, they beat the Colts. They lost to the Colts, I mean. Yeah, they beat the Jets, kind of. Yeah, kind of. The Jets threw the ball Dude, they beat the Jags. Okay, so kind of actually going back to what you said, which is what I completely agree with when it comes to this week in your team. I feel like Bill O'Brien's not going to be helping when it comes to scheme at all. I feel like this is going to be solely on Deshaun Watson. So it is going to be up to his arm and his legs to be able to make something happen against this indie team. I feel like he can pull it off, but it's going to be specifically because of talent, and that's also with DeAndre Hopkins, who, in your opinion, is he the best receiver in the league? Uh, the way I say it is that he's the most skillful because he's not, he doesn't have the athleticism that Brown or Julio Jones has or 
you know, even like Amari Cooper, those sort of like guys who are like, they can beat you just by being bigger and faster and stronger. Even Hopkins as a Cowboys a, fan, I'd do anything for DeAndre Hopkins. Of course. Only because, by the way, and this is my comparison as well, Antonio Brown, how much do you have to deal with when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins in that uh, attitude? Is he a diva? Uh, he wears diva clothes. Yeah, he exactly. Cheetah, but I did like the cheetah Even with though. those bad quarterbacks that he had, I never heard that man yeah, complain. Yeah, of course. No, he did. Because That's the point. He went from Andre Johnson. And, like, Johnson, the only time Johnson ever erupted was whenever him and Matt Schaub got in that uh, argument on the sideline 2013. Or when he beat Finnegan's ass. Yeah, but that was more like. That was funny. That was just deserving. <laughs> that was a, a bunch of. Everybody in the NFL. Know. Oh, it was Finnegan? Okay, never mind. Yeah, because they were about to raise hell, saying Andre Johnson shouldn't be doing that. Well, wait, who was he that? Oh, it was Finnegan. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, he should do that more often. <laughs> no, but like Hopkins is a lot like Keenan Allen, where they're guys who aren't the best athletes. They're just like the best route runners. They control their body so well, and they just have incredible hands. Yeah, but the one-handed catches from Hopkins, I feel like, are much better yeah, than he's Allen's. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I said he's, he's like Allen, but he's just better. He's just a better version of him. But I mean, it's just like they don't win by like they don't win it by athleticism alone, like Julio Jones does, and those sorts of guys. Yeah, and the thing, too, is I'm actually not kind of big on Julio, but Julio, to me, is just kind of like a big-body guy. I mean, sure, he always is getting open somehow, so there is definitely some skill and some greatness with that. It's just people always put him at the number one or number two automatically, and for me, I actually would put DeAndre Hopkins as the number one, especially with his numbers this year, as far as what you were stating. Why am I a bigger fan than you when it comes to your team right now? It's kind of insane to me. I, I feel like that fans I'm an out there. I'm an intellectual. Yeah, you know what? I just, you need you need to be a dreamer. I'm a stain. I'm an intellectual. I'm a stain. By the way, you know that's what people are saying about us is that you're the intellect and I'm the dreamer. That's I don't know. I don't know if that should be an insult to me though, because it's like Taylor, you don't really have any intellect. You kind of just ramble. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're drama boy, gossip girl. XOXO. Yeah, you're like a yin yang, a really a really weird yin yang. No, I mean, I love Hopkins, and you know, he's awesome. But there's just that one difference between the two. So I would put, like, th- them at, like, 1A and 1B. And depending on how I'm feeling that day, that would be who would be the best receiver. But DeAndre Hopkins is in the playoffs, so I guess I would have to put him number one at the moment. Thank you for saying that. Is that a little bit better? Yeah, that's, that makes me feel a little bit better. You know, now going back to the Colts here as well, I kind of – so with Andrew Luck kind of emerging, going back to, the, like, his way of playing as far as just throwing it downfield to T.Y. and spreading the ball around – if do you think that the Texans will actually kind of close off Ty in this game, especially with what happened last guy last time, or do you feel like there's just no chance for them to be able to do that? I'm talking like even just double coverage, just taking Ty out of play, leaving it up to Inman, leaving it up to Mac, leaving it up to some of those other guys. Uh, they're not going to cover Ty Hilton. <laughs> and the other thing too is like it doesn't even matter that they can't cover Ty Hilton because they can't cover Zach Pascal, they can't cover Ryan Grant, they can't cover Charles Rogers. They can't cover Eric Ebron. And Natural Inman's come on of late, and they came cover Is Ebron him. playing, or is he out? Ebron's going to play. Okay. But, like, so Hilton, had, in their two games against Houston, Hilton missed half. He's only played a game and a half. He had 314 receiving yards. Pascal had 124. Grant had 79. Hines, the running back, had 79. Rodgers had 121. Ebron had 105. And then Pascal, Ebron, and Hines have caught two touchdowns each. So it's not, just, it's not like a T.Y. Hilton issue. It's just that overall, they can't cover anybody. Their cornerbacks are bad. Their safeties are okay, but it's a lot, let's put a lot of three safety sets. But you don't want Tyron Matthew playing man coverage. You can have Andre Held back there deep. Justin Reed has had problems tackling lately. So even like him coming down making plays hasn't worked all that well. And then Jonathan Joseph was slow two years ago, and now he's 34 years old, coming back from an injury this week. Kareem Jackson's well, he's a great tackler, 
but his footwork has never been very good. Now that he's older and slower, he can't make up for it. And then your third cornerback is what? Sharice Wright, who got who gets beat by double moves all the time. Uh, Mike Tyson, and some or like some weird guy who you've never even seen before, maybe playing. So I really have no hope in them being able to cover any of these guys at all whatsoever. This is why you need me. It's because also has the gossip girl. This is uh, T.Y. Hilton after the last game saying that the Texans' uh, home stadium is pretty much his second home he yeah. feels. And <laughs> Joseph cool. kind of said he doesn't like to deal with that type of clownish things. My kind of question to you is, does he have the right to say that? Do you know what his stats are for the seven games that he has played in the Houston Texans stadium? I don't know if they are in the Texans stand, but I know it, like over the course of a season, every game he's played against Houston – he would have like over 1,400 receiving yards and like 12 touchdowns. He's got 41 receptions, 933 yards, and seven TDs against the <laughs> Texans in seven games. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, he's scored a touchdown every single game, over 100 yards in every single game. I feel like the Texans should just try to do something to get rid of T.Y. Hilton. Just like sneeze in just, his breakfast. Just try stuff. to do something, even if it's like fight with him to get him thrown out of the game. Just try something here. Yeah. Only because Matt... Why is it one guy that's destroying y'all each and every single time? I mean, but it's like it's not even like I said, it's, just, it's not even just him. Like the entire team has had success catching passes against Houston this year. And like what Hilton said, like I'm the only people who makes it mad are fans of the team. But if you're a Colts fan, you love it. You know, like it's well, a cool, yeah. yeah it's a cool Obviously, thing to if say. you're a team of that guy, yeah, but if you're not, I'm sorry. Is I this like a Colts it. podcast? Is no, this I, what this I, is? I liked what he you said. know what? Let's turn into Indianapolis. Uh, we're in LA, Matt. If anything, we got to switch to the Chargers. No, we will in a second. But I like, you know, I'm fine <laughs> with Hilton saying that he's been spectacular against Houston. And if you don't like it, cover him for once, maybe. They can't do it. And so he can say things like that. That's fair. Uh, also, Andrew Luck against Houston this year, uh, a 64.8% completion percentage. Six touchdowns, one interception, six six sacks. The majority of them came in their first matchup, 8.2 yards an attempt, and he has 40 first downs against the Texans. They lost 34-31 their first matchup in overtime. Uh, they won 24-21 their previous matchup. And I think what happened, you know, their lower point total, there wasn't even a lot of pass rush going on for luck. But the problem with the Colts was they ran the ball way too much. The Texans have the best run defense in football. The Colts have the fourth best run defense by DVOA. I think one of the keys to this game is whichever team decides, hey, we're not going to run the ball anymore. It's stupid. I agree. Let's not do it. <laughs> I agree. I, Marlon Mack, we like you. You're a swell guy. You're not getting the ball. You're going to get like 2.8 yards of carry right now. Probably like, 1.7. You even think even less. Yeah. Nice. Like Lamar Miller may get like 2.1. Yeah. It's like, why even do that? Because you can run the ball to Deshaun Watson for you know, probably five and a half yards of carry. Uh, I'm, if they want to run the ball, it needs to be zone reads. It needs to be zone leads, zone powers. Those sorts of plays where Watson is an option as a runner. Instead of just saying, like, yeah, we're going to run power, and Darius Leonard's going to blow his play up. Oh, we can't block Danico Archery. We can't block Jamal Sheard and all kind of lamb. And so that's my concern is, like, Houston throughout the season, when the game is close or Houston has a lead, they're a lot more conservative with the ball. They're just trying to get out of there with the win. But then from behind, they actually open things out, go five wide receiver sets and move the ball well. But it takes, like, desperation for it to happen. It takes – the end of the world for it to happen, and that can't happen in this game. Then you start scoring points immediately from the get-go. So funny, because everything you just described is all, all what I've written down. It's really just, I feel like this has to be a shootout. If the Texans stand a chance, they have to constantly put points on the board. And for me, I feel like it's, it's going to be a one-score game, and it's whoever has the ball last. One of these teams are going to have the ball with two minutes left, and it's going to be, you're, you're down by five points, you need the touchdown to win the game. 
can you do it? And it's going to be up to Deshaun or Andrew Luck. I actually have Deshaun is the one that's running down the field. I haven't said that Bill O'Brien wouldn't have any timeouts left, and he would have a minute and 45 to score and win the game. And, spoiler alert, it could happen. Yeah, or what could happen, too, is he may not even get that chance. The last oh, God, come on. See, this is what I'm talking well, that's about what happened, you. That's what happened the last two times these teams played. The Colts faced the third and five. Texans were out timeouts. Luck drew Jadavion Clowney offside. And then that in that game, too, as well. Um, also, for the Colts defensively, like last time they played, they held Houston in check pretty well. And they did that by blitzing from the slot corner position a lot. And by doing that, they're running around their chips. Deshaun Watson didn't even read it before pre-snap. It took him way too long to even understand they were blitzing from the slot. And the reason why that blitz works so well is that you know, Watson, whenever he sees pressure, he immediately goes outside. Well, you can't escape pressure from a cornerback who's running full speed and blindsiding you. And also, they took a really wide pass to kind of keep him contained in the pocket as well. And so that limited his ability to escape from those plays too. And they played a lot of cover three and cover four and bracketed uh, Deshaun Watson. And like hopefully Bill O'Brien understands that going into this game. It took him until the fourth quarter to start throwing uh, seam route passes. Yeah, you're it's hoping like, for a lot there. It's open there right away. Just throw those passes. It works. And uh, I know there's a lot of talk, too, about, uh, you know, I mean, just, yeah, it should make, uh, there should be a lot of talk about it. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt have to both be incredible. It yes. can't be one or the other. And even if they're both incredible, they still may only ho- hold Indy to 21 points or 27 points. Something. I think 27 points is the minimum they can hold them to, even if they're both spectacular. But the last time these Why two are you reading my played, notes? Stop reading my notes right now. That's <laughs> what you're doing. Stop it. Taylor, I've, I've, I've run so many words about this team. <laughs> I don't need your notes. Dude, you're reading them. But uh, the last time these two teams played, they both struggled to get past rush. Clowney got close, but he didn't fully get there. Uh, Brain Smith locked down J.J. Watt. And this was entirely different than the first two times these teams played when they went up against Denzel, he's not very good, and LaRaven Clark. And uh, the difference in their pass rush was completely different against two better offensive tackles. So... I'm not I Clowney and Watt have to be spectacular. Hopefully Romeo Cornell uses Clowney more as an interior rusher. He uses Watt with a three technique. They get Whitney Merciless more as a five and seven technique and rushing against the tackles as well, too. And just get their three best guys out there because their pass rush is the only thing that can mask uh, their second their secondary at all. Because they're not gonna be able to cover these guys. And the only other chance, only, the only big thing for Houston too such a fan. is they can't they have to just hope the Colts run the ball a lot. Like I can't say that enough. Like, just if Indy runs the ball 20 times this game, even even more than 10, if they run the ball 10 times this game, that's stupid. They Do you really think the they're going to, though, with Marlon Mack? They shouldn't, but they may. They oh ran the ball 20, 20 times the last time they played, so that's kind of the other thing to consider, too. Just, like, don't run the ball. Neither <laughs> teams do. It, should, it just needs to be Watson versus Luck. Who's better? That's, that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. So, uh, who, who's your pick for this one? Who do you got? Uh, hey, man, I'm actually going to be uh, a little bit a part of a Texans podcast here, and I'm going to pick the Houston Texans. I actually am going to stick by Deshaun Watson getting that ball late, and I'm expecting him to pull this game out. I got them winning 27-23. 27-23. So you're going to pick the Colts with the points then. Whoa, 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 wait. The Texans, Texans are that the Texans big are, of a point favorite? The Texans favorite? are one-half point favorites. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'm so yeah, stupid. When I be thinking, yeah, oh, my <laughs> Lord. You it's, just interrupted me. I'm sorry. Making it seem like that. I was the dumb one. You made me feel bad about myself. You realize that, well, right? Well, no, no. The thing is, like, as a very dumb man, I ask very dumb questions to make sure I'm correct. Because there's no there's no such thing as a dumb question, you know? Are you sure about that? There's just a certain curiosity. Hold on. Hold on. I actually, I have a question for you on that subject the then. Uh, there's a video that's out online right now that I watched. Somebody, like, put it on one of the social media nonsense things. 
and it was a girl that walks into Taco Bell and she says, I want an order of French fries. Matt, is that a stupid question to go to Taco Bell and ask them for French fries? Do they make some French fries? They don't make French fries. It's called Taco Bell. Matt, have you, what is the matter with you? You've been at Taco Bell. I mean, they have secret menus and stuff. Oh, my God. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, see, the thing is, it's like, see, questions this is, are the, good. this is what I'm talking about. This you is what know, I'm talking it's about. It's important to have a childlike curiosity and wonder for the spectacular earth underneath our feet, you know? No. No, no, no. no. Uh, so I have the Colts winning 33-26. Oh, my God. After everything. You're the worst fan. See, I knew this segment would prove you are the worst fan. I'm a very good fan. You're the worst. You know, I love my team. I love my, my guys. You don't love anybody. My fellow Texans. No, you don't. I just think... You're not a dreamer. This is the problem. That's what I said. You're not a dreamer. All you want to do is just look at the intellect. And by the way, I think I'm going to prove you wrong on this one. Maybe this, so. We'll see. Oh, my God. I hope the haters come tearing down on you. We're going to get a lot of mail. Yeah, well, you know, the, I'll make sure to put down our address at the, the West Studio in the, in the comment show if you want to send us some mail or some, some hatred. Send some anthrax our way. You know? Yeah, yeah. Make sure. But, I mean, nothing's going to stop us in here in beautiful L.A. Mm-mm. All right. 3326 Texans. You heard it here first. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're going to talk about the Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys! And the Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers. Not going to say confidently that they're back. The only thing is that I will say is I thought they were the afternoon game, man. When you sent me that text saying that they were the late game, I truly freaked out because, you know, I'm going to be at home. I'm going to be the the beers are going to be ready to go. And uh, I'm also, I was a little bit hurt last night, though. If I remember correctly, you said that you were wanting to come over in order to watch me cry. Yeah. Um, so what were you kind of implying by that, may I I'm ask? A, I'm excited to drink the white man's tears as they flow down your face. The white man's tears as they flow down my face. Yeah. Are those going to be tears of joy and happiness? Those are going to be sad tears. Why are they going to be sad? Tissues. See, this is those the problem. Sad All, see, tissues. unlike you, I actually believe in my team. And so I am fully aware that we are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Yeah, that's how confident I am. You want to know why I'm at? Why are what, you did, what did my quarterback show you last week? I didn't watch that game last oh, week. Oh, you didn't watch the game last week. Uh, surprise, surprise, because just like you and everybody else, you talk so much crap about my quarterback, but then when he shows up, when nobody else is playing, the man <laughs> insists upon playing in the final game, even though he does not have to. Did he want to play? Oh, you know, what, you, know, you know what he did? He threw the game winner on a fourth and 15. That's cool. Not only that, he then threw the game winner on a two-point conversion. The man, he, he just knows what to do whenever the game is on the line. And, again, haters everywhere. He threw 387 yards and four TDs. Matt, he's a terrible quarterback, though, right? I mean, he needs to throw more than 200 yards in the playoff game. Oh, so so the playoff game in which he threw against Aaron Rodgers for over 300 yards, that that wasn't – that's not good, right? I'm not talking about You know what? This is what I talk about. It's just like you and everybody else. It's like you pick out certain things about Dak Prescott, and you just want to hate on him. It's the weirdest thing. I and think it's right like, now you're rubbing my face in some poop. I didn't even poop. <laughs> this poop yeah. didn't come out of me. I've said all year. It's somebody's fine. poop, and I'm making you responsible I for the, it. I the problem with Dak Prescott is that I don't think I would pay him $18 million a year. I wouldn't either. But that's, so that's the problem. You don't understand my hope, man. It's so like right now at $600,000 over he is. He's great. He's, he's incredible for that, for that bargain that you're paying for him. That's the problem. Say you don't want to pay a lot of money for a middle class quarterback because then you turn into the Miami Dolphins. Just like what I saw last week, Cincinnati though, of Bengals. him insisting that he's going to be playing in the last game. Come on, Dak. You know what this team means. 
insist upon taking $10 million a year. Just take the $10 million a year yeah, contract. Yeah, he should do that. Yeah, just do the Tom Brady contract. You're going to get all of your money in endorsements. He's already a part of any yogurt you could possibly find. He's the infomercial guy. I mean, for God's sakes, he's going to make his money, and he knows this. Stack is the only smart, intelligent human being on the Dallas Cowboys that I feel like would make that choice saying, no, I don't need the money. I, I understand that these guys make me who I am. I wonder that how is much, my hope. But also, like, the quarterback market is going to be weird this year, too, because there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks available, and not as many teams need quarterbacks as what's going to be available. Uh, so, like, I mean, there's I don't still know, a couple teams like, that who, need a quarterback. Who's going to give Dak Prescott $13 million? Well, Dak is not going to leave Dallas, regardless of what you would ever yeah, but I'm think. Saying, no like, matter what Jerry's going to give him whatever he wants, I have to have Dak say to Jerry, hey, I don't want to be paid this much, because otherwise Jerry's going to give him $20 million a year. Well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know he is. I mean, it's Jerry, man. That's fine. Uh, but I, I think more important than Dak Prescott is that Amari Cooper needs to play better. So since the Philadelphia game, when he had that you know enormous breakout game, he's the greatest of all time. He has 13 catches on 23 targets for 83 yards. That's in the last three football games. It's so, like, what's up with Cooper? Are they just having problems throwing to the outside? Is he having problems getting open? Uh, what's going on with him? For me, it's actually more of just teams are kind of wanting to shut him down. It's kind of like, Dak, you're going to have to beat us with other guys, which is fine with me considering now he's building the relationship with Gallup. Gallup and him are kind of being more on the wavelength, which is awesome because we need a great number two. And with Cooper, I'm, I'm not worried because what it's been showing me more than anything, Matt, we've been winning the game still. The only game that was bad was against the... Uh, the Colts, which I told you that was kind of our, our day off, you could say, where nobody wanted to show up because it was the first game we did not need to win. But other than that, I just, I mean, Dak is building a relationship with others. He's not forcing the ball to Cooper. Yeah. That has always been my worry. And funny that you said that because that would be a factor in this Seattle game is if he does start to force it to Cooper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Seattle, they have, by a pass defense DVOA, they're 13th at 5%. They've also have struggled at covering number one wide receivers. Uh, Shaquille, they play that cover three, so it's going to be Shaquille Griffin on the left-hand side, uh, Trey, Trey Flowers on the right-hand side. And against number one wide receivers, they're 25th in DVOA. Against number two wide receivers, they're 20th in DVOA. On the left sideline, they're 29th in DVOA. And against the deep middle part of the field, they're, they're, their DVOA is 44.5%. So, like, you can throw against Seattle. You can throw down the sidelines. You can throw down the deep middle part of the field, which is kind of the result of that playing that cover three as often as they do. And even if Cooper is fine, uh, you know, those seam routes are going to be available if they want to put Cooper in the slot. And so that's something I would kind of like to see from this game. So I think you can really throw down the middle against Seattle. And uh, I'd like to see Cooper in the slot, maybe run some posts, some scenes. Uh, that'd be cool. Be a good idea. The thing is, man, I got another revenge game going on here. Same thing on why I picked the Houston Texans for the last game. It's I, I got a revenge factor here. The Dallas Cowboys played the Seattle Seahawks. And this is why I was so excited to play them in the playoffs. We played horrible, dude. Zeke was god-awful against Seattle where he stepped out of bounds on a sure touchdown. He fumbled the ball, for God's sakes, and we didn't have Cooper during that time. Oh, yeah, and their defense picked us off twice. But, Matt, who picked us off twice? What was his name? Uh, Earl Thomas. His name was Earl freaking Thomas. And guess who's not playing this weekend, Matt? What is his name? Uh, Matthew. Okay, see, this is, what <laughs> I, this is what I hate, man. I, I, can you just, like, 
humor me a little bit here sometimes. Yeah, it's Earl Thomas. Yeah, thank you. All right. So Earl Thomas, with him being out, I feel like we got a big chance. The only thing that does worry me, Connor Williams is back in the starting lineup for the offensive line. That is guaranteed three offensive holding penalties. So Dak has to deal with that because Connor Williams will be holding, and yeah. he's just going to go around the neck as he always does. He will be flagged at least three times. I'm calling it now. Yeah, and look, the weird thing about Connor Williams, too, is he played tackle at UT, and he looks like he weighs 250 pounds. Like, he doesn't look like an offensive guard at all. It's it's weird, too. It's just, it wasn't something where I expected him to be this bad. I actually expected him to progress. But again, you got to remember, he was starting at the beginning of the year. He was replaced by Xavier Suofilo. Former second-round pick of the Houston Texans. Exactly. And so now Suofilo has been playing well, but he is out. So now we have a reverse situation here. And I'll be honest, I'm just not confident in Connor Williams. The only thing I am confident in is Dak Prescott after seeing him last week. But also... I got the revenge factor with Zeke, man. Zeke, I feel like, has a good shot here to run over 100 yards, get some passes in there. I feel really confident in my team. And just kind of on your point here on you blaming Cooper, what about that defense? That Dallas defense has not been showing up the past couple weeks here. As much as I love them to death, DeMarco Source and Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch, they're just, what, what the hell am I watching? So I'm hoping that they're going to show up here for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's week 17. I really don't put much stock in week 17. Exactly my point. Uh, but the the one problem with Connor Williams is that Jaron Reed is very good. <laughs> he had <laughs> uh, he had 12 sacks from the from as an interior pass rusher, which is really hard to do. And also, Frank Clark is really good too. And he's those really long windmill, windmill sort of arms, and uh, he's really good like looping, getting too deep in the pocket and looping back and sacking the quarterback. So uh, Dak Prescott, he better shave the back of his head so those eyes back there can see, you know. Oh, my God. Dude, so many people <laughs> just want to talk so much smack to me. Every single person just wants the Dallas Cowboys to lose just so they can come up to me and just say, hey, hey, Dale, you watch the game? How do you, how do you feel? Oh, first round exit, just like always. Oh, my God. I want the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys to win so freaking bad. Yeah, I think a lot of Cowboys fans just want to see them win one playoff game. That's all I'm at, man. And it's all about progression because – it's going to be kind of funny to me as well because just like what I fight about, even with you, against Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott gets a playoff win underneath his belt already. He's already ahead of Romo. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah, what a weird career. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And yet everybody bloviates about the guy. So when, when the Seahawks have the ball, they have three running backs who average a little bit more than four and a half yards of carry. And uh, Mike Davis, Chris Carson, Russell Wilson. Just give it to Carson. And Rashad Penny. Uh, but, you know, the the Cowboys do have a really good run defense. Uh, by run defense DVOA, they have the 19th best run defense, which doesn't seem right. <laughs> doesn't seem, <laughs> doesn't I right. like how you just said that. We were They're good right. and said we're 19. You know, I think that's what it is, but I think the numbers are wrong here. Like, I think Dallas's defense is better than 19th. I'm going to say so, but oh, also no, 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 with no, the no, last no, couple no, games, up, man. I screwed up. Their oh. run offense is 19th in DVA. Okay, Their well, run defense, negative 17.6%, fifth. Okay. All right. I was about to say that. Makes, but that's kind of why I'm excited because Seattle has been right. And just like what I've talked in the past, though, my favorite quarterback to watch is Russell Wilson. So I'm really excited kind of all around this game because they've more been on the running side of the football. They can't seem to be doing that against Dallas is my hope. But what also gave me a little bit of hope, dude, against Arizona last week. They were terrible. I don't know I mean, I what that, that was. I guess that game kind of mattered. It mattered to them. But that was they still needed the a Cardinals win. Have a really good defense. Oh you know, people God, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's who you're gonna. Oh wait, you love the Arizona Cardinals. I completely forgot. No wonder you're gonna say that they, they were have good. A good defense. 
dude, are you really going to say that? Yeah, they have a top 10 defense. You um, be sick. So this is what I think is kind of the key of this matchup and the Seahawks have the ball. So the Seahawks pass offense DVOA on third down is 23.5%, which is ninth. Dallas's pass defense DVOA on third down is 3.8%, which is 21st. On third and long, it's 29.3%, which is 25th. The Seahawks pass offense DVOA on third and long is 36.7%, which is fourth. Uh, Russell Wilson's broken four sacks. Prescott's avoided 10 sacks. Um, but also Russell Wilson on third down, 994 yards, 16 touchdowns to three interceptions. Who's a better quarterback? 26 first downs, 7.8 yards in attempt, and 35.6% third down conversion. And so I do think Dallas is going to be able to get a pass rush. I think they're going to be able to stop the run pretty well. Uh, you have Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Tyron Crawford. All these are good matchups they have available to them. You know, DeMar- uh, Dwayne Brown was named a second-team All-Pro, but I do think Gregory and uh, Lawrence can beat him a little bit, especially on the right side where you have Feldy over there. They should be able to, to get a good pass rush going. But the key for Dallas is that they can't lose on third downs to Russell Wilson. They can't let him make those like, it's third and two, I'm going to throw the ball 47 yards to Tyler Lockett. Like, those plays can't happen. When they're in third and longs, they need to get off the field. And because uh, I think they're going to struggle to score points just because that's how it's been for Dallas all year. I need the defense to turn into uh, New Orleans. Listen, like what you said, they haven't really been playing for anything. So I need the defense to turn back into the New Orleans Saints where it's just, hey, this is your big stage. <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for. Jalen Smith, this is time for you to go out there. It sounds like this it is, sounds like you're talking about like a oh maybe like a relationship you're in. And like oh, it sucks I'm, at the moment. It's like man, I just I wish we could go back. I'm, to New Orleans. I'm sorry, but I've been disappointed in this relationship every I, single year, like every we, single time <laughs> that she gives me something in order for me to hold on to, saying, "Baby, I'm just going to go out tonight. I'm not going to cheat on you." You know what she does to me, Matt? She cheats on me every yeah. single night. And then you lay there and like, I just wish you go back to New Orleans. Yeah, that's all I want. I just, I just, I just want to go back, to, go to, back to New Orleans. So that's kind of my hope here. I feel like, though, the defense is going to be able to help me out, pull this out. I, I'm really, really – oh, let me go back to this. You didn't answer it because you were just ignoring me. Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? Russell Wilson? It's not um, even close. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. So when Russell Wilson's third year, do you think he had better numbers than Dak Prescott? Uh, I bet they're probably pretty close, actually. Oh, I think that you should look those up because yeah, Dak Prescott has better close. numbers. Numbers are different. Oh, they numbers now are different. Okay, so different, coming from the statistical type of individual. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's numbers are now different because they favor Taylor and his boy no, versus just, Matt and what more, his opinion <laughs> are. Great. A, I'm just glad we're on the same page. It's a happy environment. It's easier to play quarterback now than it was when Russell Wilson was in, was in his third year in the league, fourth hey, year in the league. I hey, say. hey, Matt, I hate you. That's fine. Uh, the last thing I want to say, too, is that the Seahawks, their, pr- their pass-blocking pressure rate is 36%, which is 30th. Dallas's pressure rate is 31.9%, which is 6th. And also, I think Vander Esch and Jalen Smith can run around Chase Wilson a little bit. And so like, even though Wilson's so great on the move and Wolf making pack, plays baby. happen, that's Woo! Sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, even though he's really good doing that, I do think they have the ability to limit him some. On those plays, but I really just think like as long as Dallas doesn't give up those like forty-seven yard throws to Lockett on third and two, uh, I think the game's gonna be close regardless. I agree. My I'm gonna pick the Seahawks though, just because I I think like everything is so even in this game. Like, this is the hardest game for me to pick, and everything's super even. But I just like Russell Wilson more than Dak Prescott, and so I pick Seattle to win 27-23. It's so funny because I have so much more confidence in my team than everybody else here. Two-point game, yeah, I have them beating them by a touchdown, baby. I have 24-17 Dallas 
Dak pulling it out easily because he is the better quarterback. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you are. Yeah, that I'm a. I love my team, unlike you over there. Yeah, picking against your own team must feel good, right? Hey, first. And Come on, man. We have a chance for an all Texas Super Bowl, and you're wanting to spit on it. I mean, my my opinion doesn't have any sway. By the way, an all Texas Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure hell would like it would break loose. Texas would probably burn to the ground. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be insane. We'd have to do something. We couldn't sit here. No, we could not sit here for that. We'd have to go to Vegas again. Mm, I mean, we have to go somewhere in Texas. We have to go somewhere in Texas. Where do you want to go? Somewhere in Texas. There have to be some sort of like Texas Super Bowl party, like in the middle of the state. We would somehow. No, no, we'd have to go to Jerry's World. Jerry would be throwing a party in the stadium. Yeah, something like that. Invites yeah. everybody for free. Dallas fans, Texans fans. Please, Jerry for free. Yeah, right. Well, we'll do, we, there has to be something like that going on we'd have to go to. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love for all Texans Super Bowl. I just don't see it happening this year. I see both these teams losing the first round. Yeah, I know. It's because you don't like your team. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's more of an extension of how I feel about myself than, than the team. So That was depressing. Anyways. <laughs> hey, it's that time of year. So the next game we have here is the... Los Angeles Chargers are going to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, so I, I found something out. You want to hear some interesting stats? I would love some interesting stats. So the Baltimore Ravens, in the five games they've lost, or maybe the six games they've lost, it doesn't really matter. Their turnover differential, negative eight. They, uh, they, their turnover differential against Carolina was negative three. Against New Orleans was negative one. Against Cincinnati was negative three. Against Cleveland was negative one in those games that they lost. Also in those games, teams were 14-24 for 337 yards and throwing the football downfield. And so, like, to beat the Ravens, you win the turnover battle and you throw it deep. The one problem is, though, is that the Ravens, I think, have the best secondary in football, and they have the 16th best defense against deep passes. So, And they also don't turn the ball over very much. Now Lamar Jackson's the quarterback, and they don't really throw the ball at all. So do you think the Chargers can be able to create turnovers? Do you think Philip Rivers is actually going to be able to throw the ball deep? Because the last time they played, he was one for five on deep passes for 17 yards, and he averaged, he only threw 181 yards in 37 attempts in their earlier matchup. Two interceptions as well. But you know what I have? It's the funniest thing. Matt, I'm continuing my revenge here. I have the oh yeah that's right so man. This is the count. The this is of Monte Cristo. Exactly. And by the way, this is kind of the biggest one for me here because just like last week, what I told you, I'm hopping off the bandwagon of the Baltimore Ravens. I was no longer the driver, even though I first established being the driver. I hopped off the bus though. Who'd you toss the keys to? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna toss the key. I don't know. You didn't pick them. I don't know. You don't like them as much. I, mean, I like it when they wear their all-black jerseys. It's like what I told skin. you. No, no, no. What I told you what I did, I didn't even toss the keys. I put a rock on the accelerator, and I hopped out. So you out. donated it to, like, the church? I, I guess, unless they fell off a cliff because I put a rock Well, if you have a car that you don't want to sell for 300 bucks, you can give it to the church, and they'll do something with it. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, that's how just, it works. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, it okay, but either way, I'm going to go back to, uh, when it comes to the Ravens and the Chargers here, Philip Rivers is not going to do this again. He's not going to have a bad game like that. I mean, come on. We're talking about a game that happened two weeks ago. His long was 17 yards. Yeah, it's it was really bad. And Melvin Gordon played in that game, too, so there's really no excuse he, when it I comes to that. I think he had that. 42 yards uh, running. It was like 12 game. attempts, too, or something yeah. along those lines. Either way, whenever it comes to this game, I feel like with the San Diego Church, or I'm sorry, Los Angeles, my question it's to San you Diego is... San Diego here. Yeah, San Diego. Definitely. We're in the I LA know, studio. I know we're in L.A., but the Chargers will always be in San Diego. It's true, too. My question to you is, do you think that maybe a team 
after playing Lamar Jackson, figures him out a little bit better so that maybe the mm-hmm. defense can kind of stop what they're establishing. So it's not really throwing them off. It's not something brand spanking new. It's something that now they can prepare for. They know what to expect. And so there's no surprise. So that's where this game kind of – it throws me off because that's where I feel like the Baltimore Ravens, it, that's where their advantage was. It was the surprise factor. It was, you don't know what Lamar Jackson's going to do. Is he going to throw? Is he going to run? What what type of guy is this? I mean, I'm going to spoil it for you. He's going to run it. Oh, really? <laughs> that's what he's going to do. Oh, God. Man, I wanted to see the movie before you spoiled it. Next time, don't do that again. But, again, it, either way, when it comes to Phillip Rivers, I do not see him having a bad game against the same tw- team in a three-week period of time. I have Phillip Rivers kind of doing a reverse effect here, and that's where my point comes into play with Baltimore Ravens. I don't think Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens can score enough points to be able to keep up. Yeah. Well, in that, in that first matchup, so the Chargers lost 10-22. Yeah, it, was a, uh, it was a butt whooping. Yeah, the Chargers had eight penalties. They had three turnovers. They allowed a defensive touchdown. And the, on those eight penalties they had, they had 68 penalty yards. And so, like, every single thing that could go wrong. I thought we, it was 69. <laughs> nah, it's not that cool. Well, this is a, a never mind. family podcast. Sorry. Family podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast that you listen to the as you drive to drive bus full of kids to summer camp. You know. Yeah, it's not summer though. It's always summer. Five hundred <laughs> days. In Philadelphia. Yeah, it's always summer in Philadelphia. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like everything that could go wrong kind of went wrong for the Chargers in that game. Also, uh, I I mean, like even against. Even against the Ravens this game, I'm not. I, I, do, I do like what you're saying where they played Amari once before. They know what their offense looks like. They prepared for it. I, mean, I feel like it's, it's a not surprise brand new. Factor. It's not a surprising. Yeah, I think it's a good, good way to say it. And then also, Lamar Jackson, a lot of his passing has gone to his tight ends 31 of 43 for 490 yards and two touchdowns. The Chargers have the best defense in football against tight ends with a DVOA negative 52.4%. And also, like, I don't know. I just. I just think the Chargers are the better team. I think their first matchup was just gross and like it was kind of like a weird game that happened, especially because of how the Ravens won. Like it wasn't like a super skillful game. It was Rivers throwing short and them coming down tackling really well. It was them getting a pass rush on the outside. It was them, you know, creating turnovers. And even the first part of the game, Rivers tried to throw a deep pass and uh, it was snuffed out right away. But at the same time, the Ravens have the second best defense in football. Uh, like I said, I think they have the best secondary. It's composed of Brandon Carr. Uh, Humphrey, Tony Jefferson, Eric Weddle, and Jimmy uh, Smith Weedle. is like... You mean Weedle? Yeah, Jimmy it's Weedle. Weedle. Yeah. You know what? I don't understand. All right, so you have Butterfree, Meta... No, you have Caterpie, Metapod, Butterfree. Uh-huh. Makes sense? Yeah. So, you know, a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Duh. Then you have Weedle, uh-huh. Kakuna, Beedrill. Beedrill. Yeah, how does the caterpillar turn into a bee, you know? I don't know. And like, I don't know how that works. And my whole thing, too, is with it. I was like, oh, whenever he has like a Tommy gun for a hand also. And I always thought like maybe it's because, oh, they're doing like a male and female thing. But Butterfree is also a male. Yeah. So Butterfree, I don't I don't understand what they were doing with it. But I, I don't know. I feel like they just wanted like a grub and then they wanted a worm. Yeah. I, like and a that's shell. Yeah. That's the only thing I metamorphosis. could. I mean, who knows? They probably ran out of ideas. For God's sakes, there's a Pokemon called like ice cream. And it's shaped like an ice cream with a smiley face. Yeah, Is that really original? It's different than there's only 150 of them, though. That's yeah, not well, my Pokemon. That's not your Pokemon? No, it's not. Are you going to go see the Pokemon movie? Uh, oh, the that one? Dude, it's, yeah, it's real life. It looks real. The only <laughs> thing is, I'm just disappointed. I want to see Ash catch him. I, yeah. Just let me see Ash catch I want a Pokemon battle. If I don't see a Pokemon battle, pff, two stars. Two stars? <laughs> 
I got I got two stars for you right here. All right, by the way, I'm going to go back to this game real quick here because I do want to point something out to you that I kind of wrote down, and I think it's going to be the big factor in this game. I already told you big factor this game. Okay, well, I'm going to go with my big factor here. My big factor is bigger than your big factor. Oh, I said it. All right, so I feel like what's going to matter here is the first possession of the football game. The first possession. First possession. So that's me, it's me that's how crazy it is, and it's because if – the Los Angeles Chargers get the ball first. Phillip Rivers scores. Lamar Jackson cannot run the ball, in my opinion. He is then forced to be able to throw the ball. Now, in reverse, though, if Baltimore gets the ball first, Lamar Jackson takes six or seven minutes off the clock. They get their touchdown right off the bat. I feel, feel like Phillip Rivers is going to be standing on the sidelines, pissed off, then get upset, then get impatient, and then start throwing the picks. Hmm. I feel like the first possession what is if, that big in this game. nobody scores in the first possession? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. So that's what we're doing right now. You're just I, trying to make I, no, I, so No, no, no. I you know what? No, no, no. You're it's, trying. A, it's a valid question. I do think, though, <laughs> that if the Ravens fall behind, they're in big trouble. I agree. I, it, China Rivers has to trouble. make them play catch-up the whole time. Yeah. And also because, like, you know, Jackson, has, he only has to throw the ball when the moment's exactly perfect. Um, the Chargers have the third best defense by DVA against short passes, the 31st against deep passes, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't throw the ball deep. And also, like I mentioned earlier, the Chargers are really good against tight ends. Derwin James is great covering them, and they're not gonna, it's not going to be as open as it is those other situations. And when that first game that they won, Jackson threw that one pass that tight end that went 68 yards. Other than that, he didn't do much of anything that game. So was it Andrews? Yeah. Yeah, I love Andrews. Play with him in Madden all the time. Part of the franchise, baby. Do you like Do you like him or the other guy more? Hurst. Yeah. Yeah. Hurst, Hurst. Hurst actually became uh, an all star in do you Madden like Nick for me. Boyle or is he just no? No, no. Nick Boyle's like the third dude. Come on, man. Yeah, it's either It's either Andrews or it's Hurst for targets, me. Though, with Lamar Jackson throwing to him this year. Hurst is the best, though. We turn you into an all-star, baby. We're together. I wish I didn't hop off the bandwagon. The problem is I truly picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Well, hey, we're, we're going to have to go over that, too, here in a little bit as well. I don't want to yeah, go over I, anything. I mean, you. I think I think it kind of comes down to I think the Chargers are the better team. I think the way the Ravens won the first time isn't going to happen again this time. And uh, I think it's still going to be kind of a close game just because of how good the Ravens are, how good their secondary is. And I think they can get a pass for some Rivers, too especially on the exterior where the Chargers have their – they have the worst pass protection on the right side of their line, and they can overlap that side of the line of scrimmage with you know, blitzes. Uh, that guy, Awunasaur, has done a really good job blitzing. Terrell Suggs is just – Terrell about, Suggs, the greatest. Talk about unicorn blood. I, yeah, is, I actually – okay, that is his, a great way to put it. His pumps unicorn blood. Yeah, so he is, he is the reason Harry Potter came up with that reference. J.K. Rowling asked what Terrell like Suggs takes in his free time, it. and it was unicorn blood. His body just, like, makes it natural. <laughs> like she gets it from he's him. He's the next level, yeah. That's what they're actually drinking. He is the unicorn. Yeah, he is the unicorn. They're drinking <laughs> Terrell Suggs blood. Voldemort drinks Terrell Suggs blood. I would believe that. That's how it works. So, uh, that's all I kind of have. I guess the last thing, last time they played on middle runs, the Ravens ran the ball 14 times for 101 yards. Uh, the rest of the time, they ran the ball 21 times for just 48 yards. So, they had a lot of success running the ball up the middle. Who knows if that's going to happen again this game. I think it could because the Chargers don't have that good of an interior run defense. And so if you're looking for a matchup advantage for Baltimore's offense, it would be running the ball inside and up the middle. Um, so uh, that's kind of that's all I have for this one, though. Who do you have in this game? What's your pick? All right. Well, since I told you I hopped off the bandwagon, this is how confident I am in my pick here. I got the Chargers 28. I got the Ravens 26. But I feel like that if – 
if the Chargers get over 26 points, they win the game. Yeah, I think if the Chargers score more than 20 points, they probably win the game. Okay, I don't, I'm not going that far. My God, Lamar Jackson can do something over there. Good Lord, he scored over 20 points like more than a couple of times here. Give the man some credit. Yeah, but just like so many things that ha- have to happen for that to happen. So, Well, it's all about, I will say this, are you going to be more impressed if they smoke the Chargers again? Like, are you just, because uh, for me, it would be a lot more impressive the fact that you paid the, you played this team two out of three weeks now, and you smoke them again, even though they know what you're going to do. I feel like that'd be incredible. Well, what's funny is I would pick Baltimore over New England or Kansas City. I'd agree. I would I would agree with the Kansas City only because or yeah, the Kansas City only because it would be a revenge game. I can't agree with the New England. Well then they run the ball well and they play really good defense. And the Chiefs have the worst run defense in the You're football. downing Tom Brady though. Yeah, it's fine. This is the worst. What do you mean it's fine? Yeah, yeah. It's f- I mean, I'm <laughs> glad that you're just like blowing it off. Yeah, it's fine. I'm downing Tom Brady. It's not yeah, a big deal. Yeah. yeah, he's just a guy that's gonna go to the Super Bowl every single year. Well, the AFC championship game every year. But yeah, I would e- pick either them way. against I, know, I would pick them in the next round, but I'm gonna pick the Chargers to win twenty thirteen. Whoa! Stop hopping off my bandwagon. Well, you didn't let me. You picked first, so okay. sometimes this happens. God, next time I'll let you. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're, when we come back, we're gonna talk about Eagles, Bears, and uh, our overall playoff back brackets for the 2018 NFL postseason brackets. And we're back. So the last game we're gonna talk about today is also the last game of the wild card round. It's the Philadelphia Eagles going to Chicago to play the Bears. The Bears are six-point favorites, which is the the biggest favorite in the postseason. So to start us off tonight with this game, the Chicago's Bear, the Chicago Bears defense. They are first in de- defensive DVOA, pass defense DVOA. They are second in run defense DVOA. First at covering first wide, number one wide receivers. First at covering the right sideline. First to cover the deep ball. First to covering the short pass. They are first in forcing turnovers. First, first in points allowed. First in first downs allowed. First in interceptions forced. First in net yards and attempt. They are tied second in sacks and 50. They are second in play-action defense, and they are first in run touchdowns allowed with five. The Bears have the best defense in football. And if we it's even not look, even close as much, like, even yeah, from a Dallas fan. It's not, it's even not close. close. And even like looking at it at DVOA just purely, the Bears are first at 25.6%. Baltimore is second at 14.5%. So it's the Bears, and then it's everybody else, yeah. and it's nowhere any close. Uh, so this week they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles which you may know if you didn't know that by now. I didn't know that. Thank and you for the update, though. Did you know who the quarterback was for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, isn't it Donovan McNabb? Uh, <laughs> is that who it is? You know, that soup has gone expired. That chunky soup has expired. Dude, his mother never made expired soup. Don't you dare say that about well, Mrs. McNabb. I mean, like, if you found... That, well, or Mama McNabb. Right, what if it's the year 2039, you're in a fallout shelter, it's chunky soup with Donovan McNabb on the cover. How excited are you? Actually, I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. If that's the food that I have, I'm feeling pretty good about you're myself. Just like, you're just stumbling. You trip over something. It's a fallout door. You climb the shelter, and it's chunky soup from the year 2004. What would you rather prefer, seeing that or seeing just Twinkies everywhere? Uh, I prefer the soup. We're uh, trying to survive here. Uh, yeah, but Twinkies also don't expire, man. That's fun, yeah. Is that, I mean, like, is that a real thing? That's a know, real thing. Like Zombieland thing. I saw the movie. No, no, man. That's a real... Zombieland is so good. I was alive in 2008. I saw <laughs> the movie. By the way, that movie is so badass. But either way, no, that's a real thing. 
Twinkies do not expire. It's because it's like the sponge on the outside. I'm pretty sure it's like real. It's a sponge. It's a real sponge on the outside, and you're supposed to eat it. Mm. I love the Eric Foreman reference, though. Oh, that Twinkie tasted weird. Yeah, my mother buys Twonkies. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like any. Yeah, I don't like that. So, all right, so Nick Foles, in his last 11 games starting at quarterback, he's 9-2. and two. He has a completion percentage of 68.2%, 2,823 yards, 7.27 yards in attempt, 18 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. This has to stop. Like, I'm glad the Eagles are here. You know, reality is super confusing as it is. I need something. Like, I need, I'm glad he's here. I want to get stamped out. I want things to be a little more concrete again. Uh, do you think Foles has any chance to be able to actually score points against the Bears defense? Absolutely not. But then again, it's also because um, it's going to be complicated because the weather this weekend, have you heard what it's going to be like in Chicago? Probably bad. Dude, they're saying that it's like winds up to 15 miles per hour and then gusts up to 30 miles per hour. You know, That's right. You know Taylor's it, you your weatherman here today. You know what it's day. called in Chicago? You know what it's called? Is it, oh, wait, wait. Isn't it called like the city of brotherly love? The Windy City. Oh, yeah. I did not know that, huh? They're, That's uh, interesting. They're, they're state, the way, their I'm, state, I'm their state bird is Pidgeot, too. Dude, Pidgeot's the real deal only mm-hmm. because it's the first time you can actually fly the on the back of Pidgeot because it's big enough. Yeah. Pidgeotto is just not big enough. And Pidgey, I might as well just like sit on him or something. I don't even yeah, <laughs> I think I, I, yeah, you put him in a birdcage, not Pidgeotto. By the way, so I'm going to go back to this because I feel like talking to Eagles fans is the funniest thing. Have, do you, by the way, do you know any Eagles fans? Uh, no. Okay. So working in uh, Austin, Texas, and having people like that are from all over, you get to meet fans from every single football team, apparently. So talking to Eagles fans about the Wentz versus the Foles conversation is the funniest thing. And it's because they truly don't know what to say, and they're a little bit panicky whenever they're, they're talking about it. They always say, oh, yeah, Wentz. Wentz is our guy, but, I mean, Foles is there when we need him. But, but Wentz is the guy. If Wentz is the guy, why didn't he not play well this year? Well, no, no, no. He's still hurt. But, I mean, thank God we have Foles. So, Matt, do you pay Foles after this season? I don't. I mean, no. Because that's the real question because he's a free well, agent. The, so. only, the only weird thing about it is that Foles is 29. You know how old Carson Wentz is? Isn't he 23? He's 26. What? Yeah, they're not that much old. There's not that I much thought Wentz was age. younger. Yeah, because Wentz, Wentz, Wentz so went to old. college for four years. And he's been in the league for three years. God, it just reminds me of Despicable Me. Why are you so old? Yeah, that's Carson Wentz. I thought Foles would be a lot older. Who would you pick? Uh, I would stick with Wentz, I think. Really? I mean, because the whole so. thing, it's kind of silly, though, when you think about it, because the reason why Foles is uh, ex- excelling at the job here is because he's just passing the ball around. You know what Wentz didn't do? Pass the just ball stare, around. Stare at Zach Ertz. I would stare at Zach Ertz, too, though. Fantasy football, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think the thing, too, with Wentz is that he's on his rookie contract for two more years, and I'd rather have that than have to pay Nick Foles, you know, $13 million a year or something like that. Who's going to so, pay him? I don't know. Maybe Jacksonville. I don't know. No way. I really have no Jack- idea. Jacksonville's going to get wacko flacko. Hope you have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, Chicago, their offense is pretty mediocre. Uh, it's fine. I do think, though, that against the Eagles, where their defense is purely based around their front four, Michael Bennett, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Chris Long, that with all the misdirection, all the screens, all the shovel passes, uh, all the counters, all like the kind of the weird, funky things they do, it really throws off a defensive line. Their keys are all messed up. They can't play like how they usually do. They're chasing a lot more. And it's not like a, a traditional just four-man rush that they're used to having. 
And so even though like the Eagles front should be able to you know, beat up on Chicago's offensive line this game, I just don't really see it happening just because of how Chicago's offense is run. And that really mitigates the strength of uh, the Eagles defense completely. So I do think the Bears will score some points just because the Eagles linebackers aren't that good. It's Nigel Bradham who hasn't been all that great this year. And they don't want to play anybody else other than Nigel Bradham. They want to stay in nickel the entire game and master secondary as much as possible and get pressure to their front four. And I just don't think the Bears' offense allows for that. It all comes down to is Trubisky going to turn the ball over or not. If he, tur- if he turns the ball over, then Eagles stand a gigantic chance. If he doesn't turn the ball over, then it's going to be a blowout. Because like what I told you as the weatherman, if the wind is that bad, they're not going to be throwing the football, which plays into Trubisky's hands. Because, Matt, who are you going to choose? You want uh, – Tariq Cohen and Howard, or are you going to choose Smallwood, Adams, and Sproles? Who'd you rather? Because uh, that's what I feel like it's going to come down to is those three versus those two, and I'm going to pick Chicago's two, especially with that defense, over the Philadelphia's three. Yeah, I mean, the Bears have the better run offense. And also, like, they're, even their passing offense is more base build playing the wind as well, too. The amount of screens, you know, the amount yeah. of short little quick things that they have going on. Exactly. It just plays into their favor, which is why, in all honesty, I feel like the Foles magic stops, but also at the same time, Matt, what if he wins? What if he wins? What if Foles wins? I can't wins? take it. Oh, okay, so what do you do if you're the Philadelphia Eagles if he wins? Because uh, <laughs> it's not even like if he wins. Because this is also a caveat. What if he wins the Super Bowl, Matt? <laughs> I'm, I'm what do you do if you are the Philadelphia Eagles? No, what do you if do? If Foles wins the Super Bowl, like I'm done. Like, I'm what done do you with do? All this. What do you do though? Even oh, hold on. Even if he wins against Chicago, what do you do? You let him go. You let him go. It depends on how the game goes. You let him but go. I'm telling you, if Foles wins the Super Bowl, I'm waiting for my lease to end in six months from now, and I'm selling everything to get it out of here. That's like the saddest thing ever. I'm, just because Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, like yeah, because reality is just it. There's no such thing as reality. Hold on, wasn't he going to be like a, a preacher? I don't know. What if what if he has a better relationship with God and God else. says well, that? That's also part listen, of listen. You Nick, bet against Nick. You're betting against God. Nick, you're not going to be doing the church. I need you to go to the NFL and win a couple of Super Bowls just because I placed a couple of bets. Well, that's no, God, by no, the way. It's not that. It's, God made some bets. No, it's it's being a conduit for him. It's saying that hey, believe in God. God's on Nick Foles' side. God, Nick Foles is going to win Super Bowls because God's on his side. So you're saying that God is trying to. Earn God, the favor of everybody? Correct, through Nick Foles. That, Foles is God's as well. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And By the way, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is breaking news. This is what the walls told me to say. <laughs> this is L.A., baby. This the is, sun gives it to us. This is what the carpet told me. It, the carpet told me that Nick Foles is a conduit for God. I bet you like carpet. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, That's there you go. <laughs> uh, so, anyways... That, yeah, and I guess the, the last thing about this game that's interesting is that nobody knows if Jason Peters is going to play yet. He may play, may not. If Vitae is the left tackle, Khalil Mack's going to have like four sacks, and it's going to be really sad and really bad. But if Peters plays, I do think the Eagles can be able to pass block pretty well against Chicago. Does it change your mind if Eddie Jackson for the Chicago Bears doesn't play as far as free safety wise? It depends on the wind a little bit. So you're, 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 so you're going with weather and if Jackson... Yeah, I mean, if, if the wind isn't there and, like, it's easier. If they can throw the ball downfield and Jackson's available, it's different. But I mean, I Jackson is an all-pro. I bet he's going to play. Uh, so who do you have in this one? Oh, man, I'm, I'm hoping. But you know what? I would still find it extremely hilarious if Philadelphia won because even as a Dallas fan, you, the whole argument is it makes them feel weird because they can talk smack about Dallas and Dak Prescott. But once you bring up Carson Wentz, they can't say anything because, truthfully, he has not won a Super Bowl. Yeah. 
But it's I actually do. <laughs> it's a fact, no matter how you People look at it. That. Yeah. Either way, though, I do have Chicago winning this game. I got them at kind of a butt whooping here. I got Chicago 23. I got Philly 10. 23-10. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I have the Bears winning 31-17. I don't know why that was interesting. Why are you? It's like you just pretty much had the same score, just you had it at a higher no, rate. It's, it's just like one of those things where if it you It goes have, from 14 points to 13 points, Matthew. There's not much of a difference between our sports. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if, if you want to know a trick to be a good conversationalist, and without having a listening body, just go, oh, interesting. Ooh, really? So Tell wait, me more. Are you trying to say that you just kind of like feed into it? Like you don't really listen to what I say. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting thing you said, Taylor. Yeah, well. I'm but you're not really paying attention to I'm me. in the Los Angeles studio, and we don't really care who else has to say except for ourselves here. Oh, God, you're so L.A. Yeah, so L.A. All right, so that's, that's our picks for tonight. I'm not going to recap them, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back in the podcast, go back and re- lazy. Subscribe, go back and re-listen to it again. So the, the last thing I'm going to do tonight is kind of go over our overall playoff bracket for the, the 2018 NFL playoffs. So I'll give you mine first, and then I'll, I'll you give me yours, and I'll just be quiet and listen. Okay? Show me yours, and I'll show you mine. Exactly. So the NF- NFC, I have the Bears being the Eagles, the, the Seahawks being the Cowboys. In the second round, I have the Saints beating the Seahawks. I have the Bears beating the Rams. I have Rams. I mean, I have Saints, Bears, and NFC Championship game. I have the Saints beating the Bears. In the AFC, I have Indy beating Houston. The Chargers beating Baltimore. I have Kansas City beating Indy. I have the Chargers beating the Patri- the Patriots, and I have the Chargers beating the Chiefs. And I have a uh, Chiefs. I mean, I have a Chargers Saints Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, I have the Saints winning, and them being the Super Bowl champions. And uh, that's what I have. And that's and also, that's who I picked at the beginning of the year. I picked the Saints Super Bowl. I picked the Saints to beat the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Oh, God. Your, your bracket's disgusting. So, pretty much, I actually have Dallas moving on against Seattle, obviously. Yeah. Playing against the Rams. I actually have Dallas beating the Rams in that game. That one's actually pretty easy because I'm not confident in Jared Goff for something. I just hate the dude. And then, of course, whenever it comes to the Chicago versus Philly, I got Chicago winning because that would mean that Chicago has to play the New Orleans Saints, correct? If No, the Saints would play the Cowboys. So then the, the Cowboys Saints would play the Cowboys. Man, what bracket did I look at? I had them going it's to because, the Rams. Well, no, it's because it doesn't, it recedes after every round. Uh, you know what? You make me sick. Yeah. Either way, though, if Dallas goes to Saints, I am not confident it, by any stretch of the imagination. Mean. But it could happen. It's just impossible. So if that were to happen, I'm going to pick the Saints. If it's not, then I pick that. But either way, it looks like it's going to be a Rams versus Saints. I'll have the Saints coming out of the NFC. Whenever it comes to the AFC, again, we're getting to a complicated factor, but you let me know the seedings here. I feel like I got the Texans beating the Colts. I have them losing. They would play Kansas City. Uh, Well, who would you have in the other round? Would you have the Chargers beating the Ravens? Oh, yeah, I would have the Chargers beating the Ravens. And you would have the Chiefs and Chargers, Patriots, Texans. Okay, so because that would be, even though the better record is uh, seeding-wise, that makes sense. So when it comes to the Patriots and the Texans, obviously, uh, even what you say, uh, the Texans have something against the Pats, so the Pats are to destroy them. And then when it comes to the Chargers versus Kansas City, I am not confident in Kansas City after Kareem Hunt. I would have the Chargers, and then I would have the Chargers beating the Pats, making it to the Super Bowl, so I have a Chargers versus Saints, and I'm going to have the Chargers and Phillip Rivers with the upset Mm. over New Orleans, only so I can have Tristan cry. Yeah. You heard it here first? (laughs) 
Yeah, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I mean, I think it kind of comes down to that. I do think everybody's picking the Saints. The Saints are the, the big favorites. If you bet $100 on the Saints, you only win 240 They have the highest Super Bowl odds right now. The home field is just, like, such a yeah. big advantage. And also, I think also there's not a good matchup in the NFC for the Saints. Chicago. That's why I said if Chicago somehow but, goes to the Saints. But the Saints like have Chicago a great a run defense, though. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. I, and I, that's the thing. Is my that whole thing is... They have is a great run defense, so they can stop both Los Angeles. But it would have to be Chicago. a 13-10 game. They can stop Dallas. I feel like Chicago has that defense where they could turn it into a 13-10 game to make Drew yeah. Brees work That's what would have to happen. Yeah, and it's the only defense that I feel like that can do that in New Orleans. As confident as I love against my defense, they did that at home. They're not going to do that in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah I think it's a good way to put it. But that's why, I've, again, that's why I've, I have the Saints winning the NFCs, just because I think they have the best matchup against all those teams, too. And even if they get the Rams, they can stop the run. And also they can block the interior. And Aaron Dowell and Dominican Sue didn't do anything against them in their first matchup. I would see that happening again. I don't too. like the Rams. Again, I still and even stick by. I'm just not yeah. a fan of that. It was and surprisingly, what's been the big factor, which I was not expecting, losing Cooper Cup affected them. Yeah. Like that was kind of like a safety blanket for Goff there, and he lost that. So now they just I don't know. If it's Goff the same thing with Kansas somebody, City. There's if, something missing. Yeah, if Goff doesn't have something open in three seconds, he doesn't know what to do. Like, I he needs like somebody golf. wide open as soon as his drop back is complete. Golf runs his mouth too much <laughs> as if he thinks he's the greatest. God. All right, it's so you want to hear the Super Bowl odds? What do you got? So this is, you know, you bet 100, you win X amount. So the Saints are plus 240. The Rams are plus 425. The Chiefs are plus 470. The Pats are plus 650. The Bears are plus 675. Then we get into the big money here. Ravens plus 1,300. Chargers plus 1,500. Dallas plus twenty five hundred, Houston plus twenty five hundred, Seattle plus twenty eight hundred, Indy plus three thousand, the Eagles plus thirty three hundred. Plays your bets on Nick Foles right now. <laughs> Just a hundred bucks. Just do it. You know Nick Foles. By the way, I still stand by. I was so mad last year. Whenever uh, I was placing the bets, just to see. Uh, it was who, which quarterback out of the entire playoffs is going to have the most yards. And I thought I put $10 on Nick Foles. Apparently, the bet did not go through. No. If that bet would have gone through, I would have won $400. That's pretty good. Because nobody picked Nick Foles to have the most yards. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Nick Foles is playoff Nick Foles. Do you think it's back? I hope it's not, but it's also funny at <laughs> it's the same too time. Weird. It's, it's just, just funny. It's just weird. Because, again, if he beats Chicago, it's like, what, what do you do if you're Philly? And that's the whole thing. He has what to do win. We, what do we do as a nation of people? Well, well I laugh. Because, again, it just means that God favors people. I'm gonna have a That's med- all it I'm shows gonna, me. I'm going to have a mental breakdown if this happens again. Oh, oh my God. Think about it this way. So Nick Foles versus Phillip Rivers in the Super Bowl. Who does Jesus love more? Mm. Ooh. I think, the nine kids or think, the one who well, is going to become a priest? I would priest. guess Nick is a Christian and Foles is a Catholic. I mean, Nick's a Christian and Rivers is a Catholic. So it's a real, like, Martin Luther versus the church sort of thing here. Okay, now we're getting into specifics, I see. Hey, I mean, you know what? We're <laughs> going to have to end the show now. I'm an intellectual here. Uh, is there any bets that you want to make this weekend at all? The only one I'm confident in, to be honest with you, is just going to be Chicago. Even with the bet with Seattle versus Dallas, as much as I would love to pick it, it's just more like if Russell Wilson gets the ball with same thing, a minute and a half left. That's the whole thing. There's a lot of these games where it's just going to come down to if they have the ball in their hands with two minutes left. And if they do, I feel like a lot of these teams can pull it out. It's just I hate NFL playoffs. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I, I would bet on the Bears, money, uh, the, not the money line, but the, the pick them or whatever. 
And then I would also bet on the Colts too as well. Like I think you I'm, are the worst I fan. I can't believe you just admitted that. Why would you ever say that? I just think they're going to. So win. if the Texans win, what are you going to do? I'll be very happy. You'll be very happy, <laughs> even though you picked against him. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to be happy. Yeah, I'd be happy. That can't be a rule here. I really like Deshaun Watson. You, oh my God! You think Deshaun Watson's going to lose? But yeah, you love him. Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not mutually exclusive things. You know. Would you, you ever tell your kid that hey, you're going to lose? I think you suck. I'm not saying you suck. I'm just saying that the other person's probably better than you. Okay, so you're going to tell your kid that? I wouldn't tell him that. And Deshaun Watson's not my son. Would you, would you want him to be your son? Uh, yeah, he seemed like all right. He seems like okay. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. Yeah, I think that there's worse sons a father could have. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Um, so Shooting know. for the stars, baby. Shooting for the stars, yes. Because if you miss, you'll end up in the ocean, and the ocean's a really pretty place. Oh, my God. Here we go again. All right. Well, anyways, uh, live from our Los Angeles studios, my name is Matt Weston. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. And thank you for listening to Alvaro Radio, everyone. And my name is Matt Weston, and sign off from the Los Angeles studios. Hit the subscribe. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.